Hi, and welcome to the Free to Be Authentic podcast. I am Durga Magneta. I am an intuitive coach, an empathic healer, a teacher, and an author. And for over 20 years, I've been helping people just like you find more peace, tranquility, and empowerment. So take a nice deep breath, grab a cup of tea, and enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode, How and When to Stop Stewing. And I'm also going to add another piece to this is, how can we stop suffering and torturing ourselves with our thought process and the things that we allow to bother us? This is one of my favorite topics because it really illustrates and shows you how much control you actually have as far as your quality of life, because your quality of life is really based on your perspective of things. And a lot of the times, many of us are caught in toxic brain functioning and just negativity. So I'm here to shed some light on the fact that we can start taking our power back from it and start enjoying life a lot more. So I know when I'm physically toxic because I'm emotionally toxic. And emotional toxicity shows up as just negative thoughts that just skip like a record over and over again. You don't want it. Your mind doesn't want to let something go. And it's usually something petty. You go over it and over it and over it and self-righteousness and nastiness and all that stuff. And while I have learned not to move forward in an outward way with those things, I don't actually allow them. I don't allow it to play itself out in a physical sense. I've learned not to do that. It's still there. And I have to be the one to uh, coax it back into a better quality of thinking. So let's get started with the first piece of this. I had opened up a new web browser, and you know how they suggest, I think in Firefox, they suggest different articles that they think you would find interesting. There was an article about the stock market and how there was a certain exercise or or method used that if the stocks go down or they lose money, there's a certain amount of time that they have to be upset over that. And once that time to be upset over that over the stocks going down is over, they don't have any more energy for it. And they use this to really flex the muscle of control as to what they're thinking about and what they're putting their energy towards. Now, mind you, for the life of me, I can't find this article and I've done every Google search I can think of to find if there's an actual technical term for this, but I have seen it in other practices and industries that there's a lot of wisdom in that. Because as you know, stewing all day long isn't going to make anything better. It's not going to make you feel better. It's not going to create a nice solution for whatever the problem is. It's just a complete waste of time and it feels terrible. So the only way to solve a problem is being solution-oriented and usually uh, using your intuition. So the intuition will at least guide you towards whatever resource you need to get over the problem or find a solution. The rest of it's just negativity, complete mindlessness. Now, for those of you who are who always follow those uh, 10 signs that, that you're a successful business person or the practices of successful people in general, uh, one of the bigger ones is going to be uh, solution orientation and to practice the skill of not staying in the problem too long. So what we know traditionally is that when we're suffering, it's usually because of whatever perception we're holding or how we're choosing to see things. 
and that there's a way to see things that you're no longer suffering anymore. That's why there's so much talk about the attitude of gratitude. Is your glass half empty or half full? So that's just another little aspect of the point I'm making today. So obviously I had planned on doing this episode. It's been in the back of my mind for a while. And usually right before I need to record an episode, I'll have life throw me in an opportunity or to uh, to practice what I preach and to walk the walk. So I have a neighbor who lives right around the corner who's notorious for like just leaving little nasty notes for people over ridiculous things and calling security for every little thing. And she's just, she's that person. And she lives right around the corner. So I had been parking near her little door and, uh, you know, I get in my car and I go to work and I notice there's a little note tucked in my windshield wiper and I pull over and it was, of course, this, this perfect little older lady handwriting and she didn't sign her name, but I knew who she was and I knew what she was doing and she was kind of being threatening and annoying and she didn't make any sense. And so normally this would be something that does have the potential to trigger me. You know, you're just feeling attacked by somebody or just feeling threatened by somebody. It doesn't, it doesn't always go over well. So I stopped the process before I got all seeing red or angry or whatever I was going to do about it. I told myself, I'm not going to go there this time. And I, I was able to not go there because I had made the decision not to do it. And then I just processed the information. I said, well, what's the solution? The solution is to find out if she can take some sort of action against me and, and what, you know, what my options are after that. So I did. I switched to solution orientation. I could see her. You know, she's, she's probably losing her mind. She's older. She's probably lonely. She's not the happiest lady. And I tried to look through the situation through her perspective. And while she does not have a legal leg to stand on and she can't get me in trouble, um, I did make the decision to park somewhere else um, because that was the path of least resistance and it's the most gracious path. And you know, as much as that little egoic part of me wanted to just go have a talk with her about it. It really wasn't the wise thing to do. I mean, I'm sure you can see from an onlooker's perspective is that people like her are not going to be reasoned with. They're going to in turn feel threatened, and then they're going to start taking this whole thing to the next level, which I personally don't need. So I want to tell you that making a decision not to get in a certain space with things uh, can and does work depending on how big of a trigger it is. But I would say that if you find that you're still wanting to stew over things, it just takes a little bit of time because you're flexing a whole new muscle. You're using your brain in a way that it's not used to being used. And you've probably processed information the same way your whole life. So I wanted to just tell you that so you can have a little bit of patience with this, but it was really nice not to stew over it, not to let it ruin my hour Or in some instances, you know, obviously that's not that big of a deal, but there's other things that ruin my whole day and other things that ruin my whole week. And, you know, and then there's different levels to that. I could have easily gotten into my self-righteousness and 
oh no, this old lady's not going to be pushing me around like she does everybody else. She's, she doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm not going to be threatened. I'm going to show her. Or I could have continued to park there and, you know, blah, 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 and the drama. And that's just really not my style. It's not what I want. It doesn't, I don't enjoy it. And, and really, that's also a decision that we need to make. It's the kind of people we are and what floats our boat and what doesn't. I have written a book, some of you may know. I wrote a book called It's Not You, World. It's Me, Really. And it's about, well, female personal empowerment. And that's one of the things that I taught is that you are well aware of the problem because you're upset and your blood's boiling. So what you do is you write it down and you say, what is the solution? What would empowerment look like? What would peace and grace and even mercy, what would that look like? You know, what do I care if I park somewhere else? She's She really feels so strongly about having that parking space open that I think she should have it open. I don't need to put her in her place. The You know, the old me probably would have, but I'm really glad that I'm not there anymore. The only way your mind can have control over you is if you agree with the rants and the fears. But if you're not buying into it, it really has no game. It has nothing over you. And to be in a place of just peace and the ability to overcome obstacles in a way that's really productive is just so much better of a way of life. So if you're noticing that your thought process is toxic, you really need to probably look at you know what you're eating, what you're drinking, who you're hanging out with, you know your hormone levels. That unfortunately, that can be part of it too, for for some people. But choosing to side with the toxicity and the self righteousness only just continues that cycle of people treating each other really crappily, just because they're hurting. And so I know. By being on the other side of that, I mean, on both sides of it, but being on the other side of it is definitely something that I would like to facilitate change amongst people because I know better now. And that's partly why I'm doing this piece. I also noticed that um, Via Lobos Rescue Center, because <laughs> I watch it all the time, I noticed that they use the same thing. If, you know, if they lose a dog, they see a lot of tragic things with, with animals who are mistreated and it's terrible. But they only have a certain amount of time to mourn the loss of them because they know that while they're mourning another animal and sad for that animal, there's another animal who who needs them who's not getting the help that they need. And that's their philosophy on it, is that we really just don't have time to mourn. Now, because I've never done dog rescue, I really can't imagine I really can't imagine being strong enough to, to look at all of that and deal with all that stuff. This is where I would actually say mourning the loss of someone or a pet close to you, that's the only exception I would make to this rule because you can't just say, hey, I'm done mourning. I'm done feeling bad about this. That's something that just takes time, as you know. It's part of life. It takes time and it takes the time that it needs. The only thing that you have control over during the morning of a death is whether or not you're blaming yourself or in some sort of a, a dark narrative that's keeping you in a depressed state more than you need to be. Just blame or guilt or just 
this terrible unjust sense of injustice and the whole narrative around that, that can stop you from really living and really being sane in a lot of ways. And it's this dark rabbit hole that I've seen people just never return from. So just to be clear, this technique is for the mundane, everyday annoyances that come up or the, or the challenges that you face in life. And remember this too, will pass. It's just a solution away. That's why we're being solu- staying solution-oriented. Now, the negative egoic mechanisms that try and keep you in the narrative of self-doubt, believing that you're less than for whatever reason it's choosing, it's not actually designed to, to keep you down, to throw you down, and to keep you down. It's actually designed to get you to the point where you realize it's not true. Because the second you're so convinced, the second that you really believe in your heart and your soul, that what your mind is saying isn't true, it just doesn't matter what it's saying. And that's actually the whole point in having a negative narrative come up. It's not to buy into it and get depressed. It's to rise above it and make different decisions. That's what it, it means to be conscious. You have the choice. You're not your thoughts. This is going to be the last episode of season one, Free to Be Authentic by Durga Magneta. I wanted to leave you with this episode because I wanted to remind you that you have a choice in how you experience these things. Come hell or high water, or both, it's really up to you to follow your heart and make different decisions on how you're processing information and how you need to move forward with things. I thank you all so much for for listening. I've gotten so much great feedback. I'm looking forward to my second season, which will start just as January rolls around 2021. And it'll be a new year with new topics, new insights, and maybe some changes. We'll see. Anyways, thank you so much for joining me. Stay conscious, stay centered, stay awake, and follow what's in your heart. And if you do those things, you should actually have a pretty good time with life right now. I will see you next year. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit subscribe. If you'd like to support the show, there's a Patreon button here on the site, along with incentives for subscribers. Please share this with anyone you feel may enjoy this. If you have any ideas for future podcasts, please shoot me an email at freetobeauthentic at gmail.com. If you would like to book a private session, please go to freetobeauthentic.com. There's a new client special button that will save you 25% on your first session. I'll see you next time. Thank you.